Hello everyone, my name is Luke McNeil, and welcome back to another podcast. This one is not about football, Uh, this one will be about broadcast media, uh, the things I've learned about it, and how it is relevant. Uh, I honestly, going into the year, I did not think broadcast media was really that important, and I didn't really think that it would be used as much as it is. It's used every day. Those of you who don't think you use it, you do. If you open up social media, you're using some form of broadcast media. So most people in the world use it on a daily basis, and they don't even know it. So I'm going to be talking about podcasts, graphic design, and blogs. So the first thing, uh, as I said, will be podcasts. And that is obviously what I'm doing right now. But... uh, Podcasts are something that you can just have fun with, and it's also something that people make a lot of money off of. This also goes with radio, but uh, and you can find you can find a podcast about pretty much anything you want, and you can just have fun with it and just look listen to what you want to listen to. Uh, like I said, any top, any topic you could think of, uh, and you can get information from it. You can do it for fun. Uh, just whatever use you need it for, it's pretty much there for you. And I thought podcast was the most fun thing that we did all year because kind of like you had free reign, but also it was kind of had to keep it cool. Uh, you could talk about whatever you wanted to uh like it for like I said earlier I'd made football podcasts and I thought that was really cool even though that's something that people have done before and I've heard um I thought it was really cool and it's also very easy to use like it's very it's a very easy thing to do you I'm on the I use the app anchor and you can use it you can use anchor and then you can publish it to Spotify the podcast app on Apple, and you can pretty much publish it to whatever you want, and anyone can listen to it that wants to listen to it, and that's really cool because uh, some people think it's so hard just to get their opinion and voice out there when it's really just at the tip, it's at their fingertips, and they don't even realize it, and it's a free app, not hard to use, you just hit record, Stop it when you want to stop it and just hit publish. And that's just a really cool feature in my opinion. And I think that something being very accessible also is very productive. And that's also how people get their voice out there that want to get their voice out there. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's easy, accessible. You can it's easy, accessible. It's fun to use, fun to listen to, and also you can make money off of it. Like, there are people that make millions of dollars off of podcasts, and that's all they do. And some people do other things, but some people, all they do is just make podcasts for a living. And just to sit down and talk about whatever you want to talk about and to make money, that's pretty cool if you ask me. And it's not hard to do. I mean, you just talk about what you want to talk about. And... It's pretty much just your opinion, 
No one can judge you, and it can be anonymous if you want. You don't. No one has to know who you are if you just want to get your voice out there and not know, not anyone knowing who it's coming from. You can make it anonymous too. You can say whatever you want, have your own opinion, and no one has to know it's you. But your opinion's still getting out there, and you're getting what you want done. And the last thing I want to say about podcasts is, uh, like I was saying earlier, it's just so so unique and fun, and um, like you can you can do it wherever you want to do it. Like you don't have to be in a specific setting to do it. You can make it whenever you want, but. The hard thing about it is you want to you have to make it long enough where like you're getting a point out there but you also don't want to drag it out where people are just like oh when's it going to be done this is taking forever and you don't want to be boring cuz you don't want people to click off of your video so i mean it takes a lot of skill to be able to carry on a conversation um and just be able to talk about whatever you want to talk about. You also have to be very, very intelligent about the topic you're talking about. Because if you don't, then you just look dumb. And no one wants to listen to that if they think you don't know what you're talking about. So that's why it's ve- that's why also it's very important before you make a podcast. You can't just wing it. You have to come in extremely prepared. And I learned that with the first podcast I made. I thought the first one I could just get on my computer... Just I was doing about NFL, and I was just like, oh, I can just look up NFL scores and just talk about that for 15 minutes. And no, it's not like that. You really need to have a good outline about it and just – you have to have a good outline about what you're going to talk about. And then you have to have a backup plan because say you're talking and you run out of time. Okay, what are you going to talk about next? Because you have to have a certain amount of time on it, and you're say you're – five minutes short and you sometimes it hits you there and you can talk about it but sometimes you just don't have an idea and you have to have it prepared you have to have it with you prepared and another thing I would add making a podcast for your first time I would definitely do it with a friend because you can bounce off of each other and right now I'm just talking about this and it's kind of hard to talk it to talk about something by yourself it's really easy. It's a lot easier if you have someone else to ask questions, bounce off of what they're saying, stuff like that. It just makes it a lot simpler. And I just think that podcasts are a great thing, and it's a great feature that we have access to. And I think everyone should try it, and it's very fun. I, I did not expect to like it going into it, and I really did like it. So the next thing I'm going to be moving on to is graphic design. Alright, so graphic design. Uh, Graphic design, the the main thing that I think of when I think of graphic design is logos. And that's... Uh, that's what I'm going to talk about here. Just logos and just what they do, what the purpose they serve, and how important they are. So, first thing is, logos is the make or break, that's the starting point of your brand. 
if you don't have a good logo and it doesn't draw attention, no one's, no one's going to want to buy your product. And if you want your product to be successful, obviously, you want people to – you have to get people to buy it. Um, and logos, say if you're shooting for a kid audience, say it's like Legos for is a good example of this. Uh, they have kid colors, red and yellow, and has a kid font, so it gets kids' attention. And the thing I've learned about this is you have to attack your audience and and test it out, see what they like, and you have to make it like that. Also, you can't take other companies' ideas because that's copyrighted. That's that is that is their prop, like they own that. So, and you can't take their ideas. It's it's straight off the top of your head. So, like me, I'm not a very creative person. So for me, it was very, very hard to make a logo. For example, ours was plates, and that's what we had to make. In a, that's what we had to make. We had to make a plate with a lo- with a logo on it. And me and one of my buddies, we did cowboy plates, which you're like, oh, that's not that bad. Well, it is because you can't. It cannot be like, if you say this were to be a product that we were trying to sell, we cannot take their Cowboys logo and put it on our plate because that's illegal. You can't do that. So this was just for an in-class assignment just to see, just to start off the topic, just to see what we could do with it. And that alone, being able to use other things, not making it from scratch was hard. And to think about people who have to make their logos from scratch... That's just insanely difficult. So the thing I've learned is with graphic design, you have to be extremely creative, a very creative person. And if you're not, it may not be the right thing for you in broadcast or in broadcast communications. And another thing I want to say is if you look at logos, for example, one of them is Taco Bell. If you go back and look at their logo from the very beginning, it has changed a lot. They haven't had the same thing. Like they've consistently changed it. They had now they have right now it's a bell a purple and white bell. And it says Taco Bell, right? Everyone knows you don't even need to see the Taco Bell part. Most people know oh that's Taco Bell. But it used to be it used to be brown, green and yellow, and all it said was Taco Bell and this blocky font uh, was stacked on top of each other. And slowly they began to change it. They introduced the bell into it. Then they took the text away, and then they changed the colors, and now they're where they are now. But if you look at companies, they do that a lot. Uh, Burger King, I'm pretty sure, did it. Uh, Domino's did it, I'm pretty sure. Almost every single logo that you could think of has changed at some point. It's not been the same unless it's a really new brand. But you have to be able to adjust with how society is and what they're interested in and you have to be willing to change your logo even if you think it's good if it's not producing then it doesn't matter so the main thing is you have to continue you have to continue to make sure that your your logo is getting you where you want it to go and the like i said earlier i'm going to close this for graphic design you have to be very creative and be able to adjust with what people are liking or disliking and if someone likes it and you don't it may even though you don't like it if it's best for your 
company to keep that logo, then you have to keep it. And that's just, just the same for all kinds of stuff. So just you have to be able to adjust and be very creative. And that's what I've learned from graphic design. final thing I will be discussing that I have learned about in broadcast communications is blogs and websites. Um, started off, blogs and websites are, I don't know how I would describe it, uh, honestly they can be very boring or very f- cool to look at. Uh, websites, like I like to say, kind of the same thing with uh, graphic design. Um you can't you can't have a boring page. If you have a boring page, no one's going to be interested in what you're talk what you're talking about or anything like that. And let me distinguish. Blogs are like posts about people talking for the most part, and websites are necessarily about uh advertising a brand or a product and getting people to try and buy it. So, uh Blogs are kind of blogs are kind of a podcast. It's kind of similar to podcasts, but you're typing it and you're publishing it. Again, can be anonymous, but no one's hearing your voice. They're hearing what you have to say, but they're not hearing your literal voice. I, I think you know what I'm saying. But um, and then websites, like I said, are like throwing out a product and trying to produce for it. And same with blogs, also. You can't, it can't be too long because some people aren't going to want to read that. But also at the same time, podcasts are a set time. You have to listen to a whole thing. And websites is reading. People read at different rates. So some pers- some people may read a two-page two page blog in, what, 10 minutes? Some people may take them 30. You never know. And some the people who takes thirty may be like, oh, this blog's way too long, even though some people are like, oh, it's too short. So it's kind of just you're kind of having to pick and choose what you want to do. And I thought blogs were pretty cool as well because again, you can talk about whatever you want to, and no one can really stop you from doing that. And it's pretty cool uh, what you can do on websites as well. You can the things the effects you can use on it and it's just pretty cool i we used uh weebly.com to make our websites and i thought it was pretty cool i mean some people in our in my class made some really cool websites and uh i didn't i honestly did not know you could do that with a website on a basic website creator so there's things in broadcast communication that are free that you can use and you can use all these you can use graphic design uh for graphic design i use canva the app to make our plates for podcasts i use anchor which i'm using right now to make this one and then for websites slash blogs i used weebly and all of those are free uh canva has some takeaways from it but uh besides that you're pretty much able to do what most people can do and are have high tech equipment 
and that was really cool to me that you all you can do all this with just a phone or a computer and being able to publish it if you can do that you can get what you want out there and that was really cool i'm gonna wrap this up my name again is luke mcneil and this was my recap of broadcast communications the things that i learned about from podcasts uh websites and blogs and uh visual media uh and i thought this class was just the first semester was very cool and i think that all of these things are at the tips of our fingers and we don't realize it and they could be very fun to use and they're very easily accessible thank you hello everyone uh this my name is luke mcneil and this is my broadcast communications final for the second semester i'll be discussing uh three things i learned in this in the class uh just two unique ideas that i had from the class two things that we could improve in that class just make it better overall and yeah and then one thing i'm taking away from this class so first thing to start off with uh Three things I learned in this class. Uh, the first one is logos. For example, they have a huge impact on a company. And if you're, just for example, if your logo isn't good and it doesn't match how you want to get your brand out there, then it may not be successful because some people will just look at the branding or logo of something and it just may not seem appealing to them, so they may not get it. A good example of a logo is Legos because it's a very kid-friendly toy and their logo is very kid-friendly and it has red and yellow colors and it's those bubbly letters that just something that a kid would see. They'd probably, it'd probably draw attention to them, which that's just a good example of that and also how much people change their logos over time. Uh, like Taco Bell, for example, I think they've changed their logo eight times since like the 1960s which may not seem a lot but you have to change as the com not the com as your as the world changes you have to change with it just to make sure that you stay on top of on top of your uh on top of your company sorry uh yeah, just keeping keeping good product out there and all that kind of stuff. Another thing is uh, podcasts. How great of a source they are to release information. Uh, you can voice anything on podcasts that you want and it is no expense. You can, uh, for example, I'm using uh, an app right now that's free that will can publish it to Spotify and it will cost you no money and you can make money out of it and you don't even have to have really any nice tools or anything obviously you can use other things for better uh better audio and better just overall production level but you can have just a phone and you can do all that from just a phone which is crazy and people also underestimate how hard it is to talk for 10 minutes by yourself. And 10 minutes really isn't a long podcast. For most people, a long podcast is 
push in an hour or something like that. And they normally probably don't take breaks or just talk straight for that long. And, uh, yeah, the good thing about podcasts is if you have a partner, you can just feed off of each other and ask each other questions and just bounce back and forth off of that. Uh, Another thing is TED Talks. They're a little similar to podcasts, but obviously you're talking, but it's normally to an audience and it's a video of you. So everyone sees who's talking like they you see the person talking and uh, it's more like a speech, obviously. Uh, During uh, TED Talks, you have to be extremely prepared as well as podcasts. People don't think you have to be prepared at all, but you can't just try and wing it and expect it and expect to have a good result because it really isn't as hard as you think or it really isn't as easy as you would think it is you have to be very knowledgeable about the subject you're talking about as well as just being fluent in how you speak because if people find you boring they're obviously not going to sit there for 35 minutes listening to what you want to talk about even if they're interested in it they'll go find someone else who has a more interesting uh offer and go listen to that uh another thing about uh ted talks is like i was saying it's just you have to be prepared you don't get notes or anything it's it's like it's like you don't have uh notes to go off of like you could for a podcast because no one can see you so you can just take a peep at a piece of notebook paper and know what you need to get on track with TED Talks aren't like that. You have to know everything has to come from your head, and you have to remember all of it. Uh, Two unique ideas that I took away from this class is uh, one group of people, one group did it in our class, but just getting a bunch of people with different perspectives and asking them just a poll of questions in a podcast or a TED Talk even, and uh, just hearing like, just taking different countries and then taking someone from the United States and just asking them questions and see how different the how different the uh, answers will be because in our world everyone all around the country does things completely different and that's been a that's a really cool experience that we get at Brookhill is uh, we get to talk to people from around the world who do things a lot differently than we do and. Uh, yeah, that I think that's a really cool opportunity that no one else gets. And it offers us an opportunity of all sorts of things. Just to know their culture. They you can learn you could try and pick up a language just from a boarding kid trying to help you out with it. Another thought is that uh how much harder this class is compared to what people thought it would be. Uh for example, a 24-second stop motion is roughly 100 pictures. And taking those 100 pictures, it's not just like boom, 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 boom. You take the pictures. And you have to you have to keep this camera still. You have to know, make sure that you're moving it so it looks like uh, it actually looks real and it's not just like phasing across the screen. A, a minute-long video is about 250 pictures to 300 that's a minute right there. So do the math in thinking of what a stop motion movie would be like, which is around an hour and a half to two hours. That's a crazy number of pictures. And the amount of 
detail and the amount of concentration that takes to do all that is incredibly hard and that I think people deserve a lot more credit than they get for that because truly it is nowhere near as easy as people think it is. People think, oh, just take a picture and then you go back and watch it and it's splotchy and you're like, why does it look like that? Well, you have to keep, you have to slowly move the camera where it's not looking like it's phasing, like I said earlier. And also the audio that people have to put over it you have to time the audio perfectly, and that's that's we the we did one that was just a minute long, and it took us five class periods to make. The class was only fifty minutes long. We probably worked on it for thirty, but still, that's roughly three hours to work on a one minute long stop motion video, and and it still could have been a lot better. That's the that's just another idea. Uh, two things that I feel like could be better about the class is uh, the time limit. Like I just mentioned, it's only 50 minutes long. I think we'd be a lot more productive uh, with longer class period. Also, uh, making the class where uh, you can take it more than one year, I think there's. I think it would be more appealing to people if there could be a broadcast one class, a broadcast two, and a broadcast three, just like a advancement of each of each class, where you can obviously get more out of it each year and learn more about it. Because we can't take the class again because it'll just be the same information we learned this year. And there's, I feel like, a lot more that we that we were taught that we could learn a lot more about, and it would be uh, it would just make it uh more interesting to people and another uh thing i th- would change about it is putting it in an actual classroom setting because the setting that we have right now it's not really i mean it's a it's like a classroom but it's comfortable chairs and no one it really like everyone kind of messes around and i feel like the concentration level would be a lot higher and would be way more productive just being in that type of setting as much as we all like being where we are, I would prefer to be in a classroom just because it would, I know it would help me focus more and it would help me be more productive in all the class uh, activities we do. Although there are pluses with the green screen that we get and stuff like that, but I think it would be better that we just move to that classroom whenever we needed that kind of stuff. Uh, the thing I'm taking away from this class is how TED Talks and podcasts, uh, you need some pointers to go off of. And with that being said, uh, for a speech, you kind of have to have mental notes about things you want to go off of. And I think that, I think TED Talks and podcasts really help you with how being able to speak to people and just uh, keeping everything you say fluent and just knowing that uh, knowing that what you're saying, like you're staying on track, you're not getting sidetracked, uh, you're keeping it fluent, you're not having little pauses. Obviously, there's a lot of things that uh, everyone could do better, but I think podcasts and TED Talks have a huge impact just on your speaking in general and honestly can probably help you with daily conversations. Thank you.